Welcome, I'm Nestor Flores, the pastor of Dayspring Church in Mission Hills, California. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I want to invite you to learn more about Dayspring Church by visiting our website, dayspringmh.org. We trust that if you open your heart, God will speak to you and you'll know how to live a life with God at the center that will result in a blessed life. This message will inspire, build your faith, and help you to know God better. Enjoy the message. The best choice you can make on Sunday is to begin your week in the house of the Lord. Amen? We know there's a storm coming, but I'm glad. I, I was watching. I was, I've been following the storm like since Thursday, you know, uh, trying to decide what was going to happen this weekend. And I saw that the rest of the nation makes fun of us Californians. That we're like weak and we get scared easily. And, and I'm glad that you are proving them wrong. Amen. I'm glad you're proving them wrong that some rain uh, uh, doesn't doesn't freak you out. Uh, yesterday, I went to Costco after prayer. We needed some things. I wasn't like doom prepping or anything like that. Um, and it was a zoo in there, man. Like it was a zoo. Uh, afterwards, I called my brother and I... And trying to joke with him. And I said, hey, dude, did you, did you already buy water? And he said, why? It's going to rain. <laughs> I said, you know what? You're right. You're right. But uh, we've been praying for your safety. We're going to continue to pray for your safety. And uh, God willing, we're going to be okay. Amen? We, in a, in a sense, we need all this rain in California. So, um, but those watching online, I'm glad that, that you're still connected. When you walked in, you should have gotten a bulletin. If you don't have one, you can raise your hand and they'll bring one to you. If you're visiting us today for the first time, we want to welcome you. We are so glad that you would come today. It's such a unique day. This is Florida weather. Has anybody ever been to Florida? This is, this is what Florida's like. It's miserable. It's, it's muggy. You're all sweaty. Some of you look good, but I know inside you're sweating like crazy. Amen. But if you're visiting us, thank you for being here. We want you to feel at home. Uh, let's bow our heads and then we'll jump into the message. We've been talking. Uh, we started a series a few weeks back called uh, Breathe Easy. And what we're doing in this series, we want to learn to relieve some tension from our life, right? We want to be able to be healthier. We want to be able to function better. And the first week of you were here, I gave the illustration of a rubber band. And I said that if you stretch a rubber band and you keep it stretched, it loses its elasticity. It loses its purpose. And at, sometimes in life, we get stretched. We get pulled. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot on our, on our back, on our plate. But we cannot live life that way because if we do we're going to lose the joy we're going to lose we're going to miss out on our purpose we're going to give out it's not going to be fun so we need to learn to release some of that tension and we do that by looking at five areas we we spoke the first week about our social life right we said that the people that we hang out with impact greatly our life our destiny our quality so we talked about the kind of friends that you need to avoid and the type of friend that you shouldn't be last week we talked about our mind we said that our our mind matters the condition of our life greatly affects how we feel and how we feel affects our behavior today I want to talk about the third area. And I know that it may not be an easy one. And I want you to know that I don't want to guilt trip us. And I, I include myself on there, okay? 
I wanna talk to you about a very important area which I believe many times as Christians, we don't really value. We don't really put much focus into it. And that is our physical health. Your physical health greatly impacts your life. If you are healthy physically, you're able to function better. My wife, when we first started being pastors, she told me something that stayed with me. She said, it's not just important that you do ministry, but that you last in ministry. And if I am not healthy, if I don't take care of my physical health, it doesn't matter how godly I am. It doesn't matter how much biblical knowledge I have. If my body is not taken care of, it will affect my impact, my longevity in ministry. And the same is true of you. If, you're, if you want to be a great father, if you want to be a great provider, if you want to be a great mom, but you're not taking care of your health, you're not going to last long. And what good will it be for you to have given so much if you're not there for the long run? So I can already see some serious faces because you're like, oh boy, we're not going to talk about it in a healthy way. I don't want to scold you today. I want to encourage us today, amen? I'm with you. One of the biggest battles that I fight, right, is my weight. That's one of the biggest battles. I fight with my weight more than I fight with Lorena. I fight with my weight more than I fight with people in church. I don't fight with people in church, amen? So we're going to talk about caring for your physical health. Let's pray, and then we'll jump into the message. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your, for your love, for your presence, Lord. Uh, we are praying, we've been praying that your hand of protections would be upon us as this tropical storm comes our way. We know that there will be patches of heavy rain, and there might be some flooding, Lord, but Lord, we know that you're able to care for us. We pray for the first responders. We pray for those that are going to be helping those that get in difficult places. We pray for the well-being of not just our state, but also, Lord, of Baja California, Lord. Uh, and as we go into your word, speak to us, Lord. May this rain not be a distraction to the important topic that we will be addressing today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If there's something that I would want you to walk away with this morning is that I would want you to know that your physical health or caring for your spiritual for your physical health is a spiritual issue. It's a spiritual discipline. Most of us don't think about caring for our physical bodies as something that matters to God or that draws us to God or that honors God. But I want you to know that your physical health is just as important as your spiritual life. Can I prove that to you? Look at what, what uh, the third letter of John, chapter one, verse two says, right there in your outline. It says, dear friends, I hope all is well with you <clears throat> and that you are as healthy in what? In body as you are what? Strong in spirit. Look at what John says. He says, I pray that, that, that you would be a woman of faith, that you would be a man of prayer. But I also pray that your health would match, that, that, that your physical health would match your spiritual strength. That just as you trust God for the salvation of your lost family, that just as you're trusting God, just as you're seeking God, that you would also seek to care for your physical body. See, here's the thing. 
when God created us, when God created Adam and Eve, there was no illnesses in creation. Adam and Eve did not suffer from any illnesses. I believe that when we're in heaven, we're going to have bodies just like that and, and illnesses and sickness will not be part of our experience. Adam and Eve enjoyed of a perfect health. But when sin entered, sickness entered, diseases entered. And since that day, as human beings, we have had to care for our physical bodies. We have had to deal with illnesses and sickness. I don't know if you know this, but one of the areas where Jesus spent much time ministering was in physical health, was healing the sick. And many people today of faith, many people today who genuinely love the Lord deal and struggle with health issues. Some of them from poor choices, but others that have been passed on from our families, right? When you go to the doctor, they, they check your, your family history. They ask you if, it, if your family suffers from such things as diabetes or heart disease or, or other things. Now, here's the thing, though. Here, here's the other really important thing. We have a wonderful promise in the Word of God that God is a healer. Isaiah says that by his wounds, we are healed. And not only healed relationally, not only healed in our mind, not only healed in our spirit, but also healed in our bodies. <coughs> and, and Jesus came to demonstrate the power of God to bring divine healing upon our bodies. But I think what we often miss, what often gets lost in our belief is that while God offers us divine healing, while God can heal our bodies, he also commands us to care for our bodies. And there are things that God will do, and there's things that God expects you to do regarding your body. God expects you to care for your body. Your body matters. In fact, that's what I want to do. I want to talk about three ways that we can care for our body, and they're really simple. And here's the thing, when it comes to health, at least I think this is my opinion, I don't think we lack knowledge. I think we lack desire and discipline. But I pray that today the Holy Spirit will help us with those two things, that he would ignite a desire and that he would ignite um, discipline inside of us. So how do you care for your bodies? Number one, and you can fill this out in your outline. The first thing you can do to care for your physical health is to value your body. If you want to care for your physical health, you got to value your physical health. You got to value your body. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 6.20 says the following. Look at this. This is a wonderful verse. It says, God bought you with the what? With a great price. God paid a high price for you. And you is not just your spirit and your mind. It includes your body. If we want to care for our physical health, we need to value our bodies because we were bought at a great price. And look at how the verse ends. So honor God with what? Your mind, your spirit, your intentions. Honor God with your body. You know what it means?
means to honor God with your body? To value, to take care of it, to nourish it, to, to, to do what is good for it. And we will not do this if we don't value our body. There are things that you have that don't have much value. So you don't take care of them as much as you should. But there are things that, that matter to you. There are things that cost you a lot of money. So you're very careful with them. Guys, you know, we value our cars, so we'll park it all the way at the end, right? So nobody will scratch it. Well, the same needs to happen with our bodies. We need to value them, not mistreat them, not neglect them, and not abuse them. Can I, can I tell you that I find that a lot of Christians abuse their bodies? How is that, Pastor? Well, I'll tell you in just a minute, but let me tell you why your body has value, why we need to value our body. Number one, and you can fill this out in your outline. These are the sub points. Number one, our body has value because God made it. God made our bodies. Yes, he gave us as males and females the ability to be able to create life, but ultimately he is involved in the design of our bodies. Psalm 139 tells us that he knit us together in our mother's womb. And look at what 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says. It says, you do not belong to who? To yourselves. For God bought you at a high price. What was the high price that God paid for your body? The life of his son, Jesus Christ. Listen, when you don't own something, you have to be a good steward of it, right? Well, your body doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God because he made it. And because he made it, it has value. The second thing, and I've mentioned this already, your body has value because it belongs to God, right? <clears throat> I'm sorry, I read the wrong verse for the previous one. Let, let me read Psalm 103 for the fact that God made it. It says, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and not ourselves. Right? T today, uh, I, I was reading the other day that the science is increasing so much that, that very soon, parents are going to be able to choose the color of the eyes of their kids and, and all that stuff. You know, I don't know if we'll get there, if the Lord will come before then. But here's what you got to know. The way you and I look, our parents didn't choose it. God did. God made you the way you are. And here's the thing that I know about God. God makes masterpieces. Not everybody sees you as one, but God does. If God wanted you to be taller, you would be a little bit taller. If God wanted you to have straight hair, he would have given you hair. If God wanted you to have hair, he wouldn't have let it fall off. God made you, right? But the second reason our body is valuable is because it belongs to God. And we already read that verse in 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Here's the third reason why your body is valuable. And this is an important one. <clears throat> It's valuable because it is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians 3.16. It says, do you not know that you are what? God's temple. And that God's spirit, what? Dwells in you. Let, let, let me help you understand that concept of the fact that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Dayspring Church is not this building. This building is not Dayspring Church. Dayspring Church is you and me. It's our community. It's our relationships. That's why you got to get in the life group because that's when we become a stronger church. This building hosts Dayspring Church. 
In a couple of weeks, we're going to meet at the park. And guess where Day Spring Church is going to be? Not on Columbus Street, on Carrizo Park, because Day Spring Church is you and me. Right? Now, this building is important. Why is it important? Because it is the home of Day Spring Church. Right? While you and me are Day Spring Church, how fun would it be if you walked in here and the trashes hadn't been empty and the classrooms hadn't been clean and the chairs hadn't been arranged and it smelled and paint was falling off and the lights weren't working? You would say, wait a minute, something's wrong. Well, here's the thing. Your body, your physical body is the dwelling place of the Spirit of God. You wouldn't want God to live in a messed up home, would you? You wouldn't want God to live in a home where the paint is falling off and the windows don't open and the electricity doesn't function well. You follow my drift? Your body matters. Can I give you an extra fourth one that it's not in your outline why your body has value? Not only is it the temple of the Holy Spirit, but do you realize that your body is going to be resurrected one day? We're going to get glorified bodies, but we're going to look the way we look. A lot better, a lot healthier, with, without the limits of this, of this sinful fallen world, but our bodies are going to be resurrected. So if, if God is going to resurrect it, it's because it has value. So if it has value, we need to care for our bodies. Amen? So how do you care for your physical health? Number one, by giving value to your body. Number two, the second way that you care for your physical health is by controlling your body. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. I know it's not great English, but, but just stay with me. By You got to control your body. Look at what 1 Thessalonians 4.4. It says that each of you should learn to control what? Whose body? Whose body do we tend to want to control? Everybody else's, right? Everybody else's. If you're married, you're trying to control your husband and he's trying to control you. If you got kids, you're trying to control your kids, right? But the Bible says that we are, that we need to learn to control whose body? I can't control what Manolo does. I've tried it. But I can control what I do. I can't control what you eat, but I can control what? What I eat. And the Bible tells us that we need to, and here's the key word, we need to learn to control our bodies. And I think that's where the key is. Discipline requires learning. And saying, I got to figure this out. You know, I've tried that diet and that diet. I've tried this exercise. I've tried that and it's not working. Well, don't give up till you figure it out. We need to learn to control our bodies. Discipline is not easy, but it can be learned. It can be learned, right? And, and here's the thing. You know, as Pentecostals, as people of the Spirit, We're always trusting for the Holy Spirit to help us in many things, right? Lord, help me with these kids, Lord. Lord, help me at work. Lord, help me in this traffic. When was the last time you asked the Holy Spirit to help you with your eating? With your sleeping habits? 
with your exercise life. You want to know a secret? If you'll ask him, he'll help you. Because you know what? He wants a beautiful, healthy temple. Right? So we need to learn to control our bodies. Now, let me give you three areas <clears throat> where we need to learn control um, to care for our bodies. The first area is to control your physical condition. To control your physical condition. And what I mean by that, you have to learn to do some kind of exercise. You have to learn to activate your body. Manolo uh, shared with me uh, in one occasion, not so long ago, uh, correct me if I got it wrong, Manolo, but he said that he read an article that it says that if you're a little bit overweight, but you exercise, you tend to live longer than if you are thin, but you don't exercise. That's the power of exercise. That's the power of caring for your physical body. Go out for a walk. Walk the dog that you haven't walked in 10 years. Walk the poor creature. All right? Look at what 1 Timothy 4.8 says. Look at what 1 Timothy 4.8 says. It says, physical training is what? It's good. Going for a run is good. Going to the gym is good for you. Buying a bike, some rollerblades, playing basketball or soccer, some kind of thing. I want to learn to play pickleball. If any of you are playing pickleball, please invite me. I want to learn to play that, right? But we need to control our physical condition because here's the thing. Our lives, the, the natural automatic mode is what? To be in the couch, watching TV, eating ice cream. That's what a lot of people are going to do today and tomorrow. They're not going to use this downtime to clean their closet and do some deep cleaning. No, they're going to binge watch movies and order food, right? And then we wonder why we have a hard time. So the first thing you got to control, in other words, what I'm saying, you got to set up some kind of routine in your life where you're exercising in some way, right? Uh, my wife... Um, I've been trying to take my wife to the gym. She says that's not her thing. She doesn't want to do that. But uh, her and Cynthia have been waking up at six in the morning to go swim. And they go, they go swim. And, and, and they've been doing that for a while now. And I'm glad. I'm encouraging her. I go, 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 you know. Um, go exercise. Because I want to have my wife for as long as possible. Look at what 1 Corinthians 9.27 says. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what, what? What it should. Do you know why when you go to the doctor, one of the things that they do is that they always weigh us? You know why they weigh you? Because our weight says a lot about our health. Amen? Here's the second thing, the second area we got to control. Number one is our, our physical condition. The second thing, we got to control our eating. Look at this wonderful verse. I think this verse is wonderful. It's wonderful. I think we're going to put it in the cafe. And uh, if I had a restaurant, I would put it in a restaurant. Look at what it says. It says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory. Did you get that? In other words, how I eat can glorify or offend God. Have you ever thought about it that way? Here, here's a good question. Again, not trying to condemn you, getting you to reflect. Does your eating glorify God or does it offend God? 
You know, when it's 11 at night and you're on your thor- third concha, you think that honors God? All right. I love donuts. I love donuts. And my saying about donuts is that it's five minutes of pleasure and 10 days of wait. Right? So, so we got to control our eating. We got to get good eating habits. My wife has done a really good job at this. In our home, she is really good at not buying sugary junk food. We hardly ever have chips. We hardly ever have candy. You know, I'll tell you a secret. I'm going to give myself out, right? Like you guys will invite us to birthday parties and we'll take our kids and our kids go crazy having candy. But as soon as we get home, she grabs all that candy, puts it in a box and we give it away. I know you're feeling bad for my kids, but we don't. Because <laughs> they don't have cavities and... You know, their teeth haven't rotten. Um, so so you, you, you got to choose what you eat wisely. By the way, don't ever go buy groceries when you're hungry because you'll buy more than you need to. And you'll buy things that you shouldn't. Right? Like first have dinner, then go buy groceries. The third thing, the third thing that you got to control to take care of your bodies is that you got to control your desires. And, and, and let me tell you what I mean by desires, especially your fleshly desires. First Thessalonians 4, 4 says, each of you should learn to control your own body in a way, look at this, that is holy and what? Honorable. If you're doing drugs, the reason it's a sin is because you're damaging, you're destroying your body. If you're smoking, the reason it's a sin is because you're destroying your body. But you know what's the interesting thing that I find with many Christians? That we'll talk about drugs and alcohol and weed and all that stuff as sin, but we don't talk about overeating as a sin. And overeating is also a sin because it destroys your body. If you're, if you're, if you're chugging down these energy drinks, these, these things, you're, 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 I want to say very respectfully and very cautiously, and I could be wrong but I think you're sinning. If you're, if, if, if you're spending hours and hours and hours in front of a TV because that's what comforts you, that's not wise. We gotta control our desires. If your desire is to make so much money that you're going to sleep late and waking up super early, you're damaging your body. And you need to control your desires because your body matters. Amen. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Third thing, third thing, to care for your physical health. And this is a big one. You got to rest your body. You need to rest your body. And it's funny because we'll sit in front of a TV, but we don't rest because you know what we're doing? And rest, rest is so important. You want to know how important rest is? And I know, um, I know in our, uh, uh, some cultures, um, you kind of feel guilty if you're resting, right? Because you think you're lazy or, or right? But, but you want to know how important rest is? You ready for this? Rest is so important. God made it a commandment. Did you know that? God made it a commandment. And not only did he make it a commandment, he gave us the example. 
Do you know why God rested on the seventh day? Not because he was tired. You realize God doesn't get tired? He rested for two reasons. Number one, to be able to vast in his glory and his creation, to be able to enjoy what he had done. But second, to give you and me permission and an example that we ought to do the same. And not only did God do that, but Jesus often modeled that too as well, right? Look at what Psalm 127 verse 2 says. It says, for God gives rest to who? His loved ones. The third way that we care for our bodies is by properly resting. And resting is so important because resting rejuvenates. Resting restarts us. Resting refuels us. The reason some of you guys are so tense is that you never rest. You never take care of your body. And you forget things, not because you're getting older, but because you're not resting. The reason you lose your your patience with your kids, the reason uh, you're not able to focus is because you're not taking care of your body by resting properly. You know, when my dad was here, when my dad was here, he's, he's always given us, uh, he's always modeled a work ethic for us that we ought to uh, take work seriously. And, and I think that's something that I see in all my siblings. We, 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 we like to work, you know. Nobody has to check in on me if, I, if I'm doing my work. But I remember that right before uh, he left, um, I noticed that his health was beginning to struggle. And if you know, he has like some kind of knee issue and often he was limping and just had a hard time. And, and I would tell him, I would tell him, dad, you're beginning to enter the age where rest is more valuable than a day of work. Don't work Saturdays. If you don't have to work Saturdays, don't work Saturdays because you're gonna pay a higher price in your physical health than what you're making in one day. You know what he told me the other day? He said, man, I wish I would have listened to you because I could feel it in my body now. We need to learn to rest. If you ever text me on a Monday, 95% of the time I won't text you back unless it's an emergency. You know why? Because that's my Sabbath. That's the day where I delight. I, I, I don't do counseling uh, unless it's a big emergency. I don't visit anybody. I don't come to church. It's a day to let my mind, my spirit, and my body rest. You know what I do on Mondays? I get up at 5 in the morning. I go for a long run. I go to the gym for a little bit. I come shower, and I take a two- to three-hour nap. I don't feel guilty about that. I don't. And sometimes I'll take two naps on Mondays. Ask my wife, ask my kids. They know that. I don't even do my bed on Mondays because I may be in it all day. Right? And it's okay to rest. It's okay to rest as long as you're not resting every day. If every day is a Monday for you, then, 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 then there's a problem. Right? So we need to rest. Now, let me give you two ways to rest. And, and, and uh, we're going to do something special today. The first type of rest is physical rest. It's physical rest. Look at what Mark 6.31, earlier I told you that not only God the Father uh, rested on the seventh day, but that Jesus also modeled this. Here's an example. Look at, look at what Mark 6.31 says. It says, then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place. And what? 
Think about this. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let me tell you how important that is. Jesus came on a mission. Now we know that Jesus had three years of ministry. If there was ever somebody that said, time is important, it was Jesus. But even with that reality, look at what Jesus does. Look at what he tells his disciples. Hey guys, let's go rest a little bit. And look why they needed to rest. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to what? To eat. Let me tell you, if you are killing yourself, waking up early and working more than you should and even missing out on rest because you want to get somewhere, let me tell you something. You may be missing out on God's blessing for you because rest is a commandment. <coughs> Moms, I know you love to have a clean home. I, I know you love to have things organized, but at times your physical rest is more important than clean dishes. My wife does a great job as well at keeping our home clean. But there's times that I tell her, hey, it's been a long day. Leave it. It'll be there tomorrow. You know, we got to just take it. Now, don't leave it there for a week either. You know where I'm going? I, I'm sorry I have to say that because then later on, whoa, your pastor said to leave it and it's been three days. That's not what I meant, right? So I just, sometimes I just have to over explain myself. But you know what I mean? Sometimes we go so crazy trying to accomplish things. The older that I get, the more I realize what really matters, right? And, and we need physical rest. I don't know if I've told you this, but we have a tradition in our, in our family that I think a lot of people at church have been telling me they've been adopting. We do Sunday naps after church. You know what we go do? We go eat and then we go nap. We love it. My kids are discipled in it. They're disciples to love the Lord and to love naps. And you know why we nap? Because even Jesus napped. Did you know that? Remember the story on the boat when they were all scared that they were going to die? What was Jesus doing? He was counting sheep. I don't know if he counted sheep or not, but the second type of rest, the second type of rest is emotional rest, is emotional rest. And I think, and I think this, this is very challenging for many of us. Proverbs 14.30 says the following. Look at this. A peaceful heart leads to a what? A healthy body. Last week, we learned that our mind matters, that what we think affects how we feel and what we do, but it also affects our bodies. Listen, can I tell you the number one thing that will give you emotional rest? You ready for this? Time in the presence of God. Nothing gives you peace like being in the presence of God. We need to learn to, to have emotional rest. I'm going to tell you something very important, and I want you to be very careful about it. There may be toxic relationships. There might be unhealthy people in your life that in order to get emotional rest, you need to create some distance between them. And it's okay to do that. Do you hear me? Pastor, but we're Christians. We're supposed to love them. You can love them at a distance, right? Because if you kill yourself emotionally, you will be of no good. So you need to learn to rest emotionally. You know, 
uh, people make fun of us because every year we like to take a week to go to Palm Springs. Two weeks ago, we were there from Sunday to Friday. They're like, why do you go to Palm Springs? Why don't you go to other places in the world? You know why I like going to Palm Springs? Because it relaxes me emotionally and mentally. There's nothing to do but swim and sleep. And I love that. I love that. So your body matters. You know, a while back, I, I told myself this, and, and forgive me, forgive me if it sounds a little harsh, and I, and I told Manolo about it too. I said, I don't want to be the type of person that prays, Lord, heal my diabetes, and I don't take care of the things that can prevent the diabetes. I don't want to be the type of Christian that says, Lord, heal me from this, but then I don't do my task. I don't do my role, my responsibility to take care for my body. Your body matters. We need to care for it. And we care for it by giving it value. We care for it by exercising control. And we care for it by giving it rest. We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but he didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you, transform my life through your truth and love, in Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. If you made that prayer, God lives in you, and now you have a new life in Him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Dayspring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.